All right, so we've got um, this decanonization uh, elephant in the room that we've got to tackle, right? <laughs> we've went through the, the lectures and um, all of the, the great information and uh, insights that we've gained there. So why the heck were these decanonized? Um, as you've uh, had the opportunity to, to read through that just simple little um, case study in decanonization. Uh, did anyone get any insights or um, uh, questions or, or anything uh, that uh, helped you wrestle with that, um, that question? Why were the, the lectures decanonized and, and how do we, are they still important to study? Have you found that as we went through here? So yeah, just kind of opening it up for for thoughts on uh, the decanonization of the, the lectures. If not, I, I have lots to talk about, so. <laughs> I found it very interesting because um, all throughout this, the, the decanonizations always kind of get in the, the back of my head, but yet um, the whole way I'm just like, man, these, need to be read by everyone. These are so great. Uh, there's so much information here. And so um, kind of reading this as, as a capstone to uh, the experience, it, it kind of cements in my head uh, the fact that uh, that the Lord needed these to, to be kind of set aside for those that are ready for them, that, that they can be led to them and, and not for... Uh, just a general uh, publication out there, kind of a medium kind of thing. Anyway, yeah, Leslie. I think you're right about that. I, as I was reading this, I was just so uh, initially and sad. I've been sad the whole time, but it's... <laughs> was all sad all, all wrapped up together. Um, you know, we, we have missionaries continually going out. It didn't, it didn't make any sense to me why it said that this was for missionary instruction. Instruction it wasn't doctrine. And I, I don't see how, I guess I don't agree with, with the reasons that, uh, that were given. Um, I'm not the one making decisions, am I? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, but I think it's true. Um, having been in young women's a lot, you, you know, you hear the theme being read and it's like kind of monotone and it doesn't, it's not, they say it frequently, but it's not, um, it's not necessarily going here all the time. I don't mean that critically because I think it's a good thing, mm -hmm. but I see where the, the familiarity with something, maybe it's easier to pass off and not, um, like you said, it's, it's there for when we're ready, we're ready for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think so too. Yeah. 
and anyway, it, I've I've read them a few times and and stuff, and going, wow, I I know that these are amazing, but it wasn't until this time that I finally started unlocking them for myself, and wow, it, it's been a a fun journey to to do so, and I'm so grateful that the Lord led me to them uh, at this point, and um for the the preparation that that led up to that and uh for where that's headed but yeah it i i think that the lord just loves to to create our little lesson plans and and tutor us uh when we're ready when we're ready to come to him he's ready to unveil himself to us that's just such a a precious um principle i guess um uh, of the gospel that the lord still um cares so much about us and, and likes to teach us personally. I love how white, I think we're like on the same page. I, lo I love how that just has kind of flowed together. And I was wondering, Cameron, did I introduce you to the IJ Institute or did you already know about it? And I just brought you to that book club or book discussion group? Uh, so there was like three or four that uh, was doing that. So you introduced me to the Isaiah like two, um, all of a sudden my brain just went like Jeff and David, 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 uh -huh. yeah, David Bingham. Um, you had me uh, join that uh, book club the same time that we were starting ours and stuff. I had never heard of the Isaiah Institute before, um, but uh, here in person there was a couple people saying we really should study Isaiah Decoded next, and so it was interesting how so many. Uh, kind of came out at the exact same time point in the same direction and, and okay we'll go that way but yeah and then I had said something about lectures on faith and you said oh yeah and you put it off but it was like the perfect timing for it like it wasn't time and it just was so perfect and then I had been thinking I really and I really need to understand not like I'm going to learn Hebrew but I just under I need to understand this Hebrew concept. I don't think I'm going to be able to learn that language, but just to be able to see how it functions mm -hmm. is my hope. And then you you said, oh, we're going to do Hebrew. I'm like, oh my goodness, this, this is like so good. Like, I wouldn't want to study with anyone else but you guys. This is so fabulous. So it's been, it's been so fun. It's been so fun. So on this thing tonight that we're, we're studying, I think I was really, like Leslie, just like really sad. And then a little frustrated about how um, how many times the doctor's happiness has been gone through. Like, yeah. And I think I understand it, but then I think every time that man gets into something, something is lost. And I want to know what is lost. Oh. me. Yeah. You know, like when we make a copy of a copy of a copy, you know, it, it eventually loses things over time and stuff. And I think uh, like what you just said is is kind of fitting that pattern every time that man gets involved with <laughs> edits and, and proofreading and, and stuff there there's little things that, that get dropped off because we don't know and and that goes from the beginning of time right uh, there has been malicious intent with translating the bible as well but there's just certain things that get lost because we don't know the nuance uh, of of everything and yeah yeah. And, and there's also when people start giving their own interpretations and then we get, you know, gets all muddled. That's why when the Lord teaches us, then we get it 
yeah, just straight. <laughs> you don't have to deal with the rest. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm grateful for commentaries. I'm grateful for people's inputs and all of that. But at the same time, like President Nelson said, just get in touch with the Lord. That's that's where it's at. Uh, until we learn that practice, sometimes we're we're relying too much on our training wheels and just staying on on milk uh, for forever. But what a, a fun thing! I don't know to kind of snap out of that or or realize it and go, hey, I've got this. Uh, preparing for this Hebrew class, I've been talking with lots of different people and. Um, I, I was just kind of asking lots of experts of, hey, how do you handle uh, teaching classrooms and students how to break over or overcome the hump of, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I'm too old to memorize. I, I can't do these kind of things. How do you help people through that, that process? Because like in the MTC, that's basically all it is, is a bunch of wine babies that are, <laughs> I can't do this. And um, it's interesting kind of the feedback that uh, you get because it does come eventually. You've got to let your brain wrestle with things before it can actually give in or uh, to use kind of a, a cowboy analogy to, to like break a horse. When you finally feel it break, that's when it, it yields itself to actual learning and can um, be a tool in the master's hands kind of a thing. And so I think that uh, that applies to all aspects of the gospel, even our faith and uh, everything that sometimes we're just so focused on those training wheels or milk or whatever have you. And it's just like, I can't give it up. But once you can finally break or, or give into the process or realize that it's all going to be okay, that's where faith, all of these principles and all these seven lectures really comes in. And it's like, speaking kind of as the Lord, I've got this, let me show you. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a fun do you, process, really. Do you think that's what the wrestle was with Jacob when he received the ladder? Um, he wrestled with the angel there. You think that was what that was about? I wonder. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different... Um, connotations and, and things to that especially as you study the the hebrew um original word forms and, and stuff there but yeah I, I would say that there that was a, a huge aspect of it uh, finally giving in to to the, mm -hmm. the process that the lord has for him hmm. you know last night was well it's our um, state conference mm -hmm. and last night it was I wasn't real impressed with it, I'll be honest. I was, you know, there was a lot that <laughs> there wasn't said, but there there was one portion of it that was said that now bringing it back home with this and talking about this, that um, they were talk. our state president was talking about the um, the handbook on teaching your children and, and how you should, you know, teach them and how it, it should work that you, you know, you're the parent, you interact with them. And then when they're up until accountability eight, and then you start turning it over to them to let them do some of the things on their own. And, and, you know, they'll come back to you and ask you Then they get their teen years. And it's like, I'm not really sure what I should do or shouldn't do. And you have to kind of let them go on their own a little bit and tell them, 
well, this is some of the things, but also pray and ask your heavenly father, put that faith in them. I wasn't raised that way whatsoever. You know, <laughs> I, I wasn't right. We didn't have family prayer. We didn't do, you know, we didn't have, we went to church, okay, you know, a little bit with my mom, my dad didn't, but then they went on to say, and then when they're 18, you know, it's more, they're more on their own and they're making that decision. And so you start out, you know, being their, their protector, their watch over, then you're the, the one that they come to, to question. And as it gets, you know, older and older, they, you become just their fan. And if, when they come to you, stress to them to go to your heavenly father and ask them. And I'm like, now, and talking this through now, I'm like, okay, this is exactly what these were too. You know, I'm in a sense, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you have to have that faith and that strength to be able to go to ask for that help, but in no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I have a, I went with a really good friend and she, she was like, I'm just so tired of them not telling us what, what's happening and our church not coming out and saying, you need even have one year of storage or one. I'm like, they are not going to do that. <laughs> that's, that's, this is your agency. You have to, and she's pretty knowledgeable. I was quite surprised that she kept wanting, you know, a firm answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I, I wish they wouldn't have taken these out so that you could read them just like with what's been taken out of the Bible and everything. Then you find it and then that comes back and forth and they say, well, that's not in it. You shouldn't be studying that. And it's, I guess, bottom line, you have to go to the source and the Lord and ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's that one quote toward the end of it of this uh, article that we read. Um, but this is a, a quote from Bruce R. McConkie um, saying, in my judgment, the lectures are the most comprehensible or comprehensive, intelligent, inspired utterance that now exists in the English language that exists in one place, defining, interpreting, expounding, announcing, and testifying what kind of being God is. Right. Was written by the power of the Holy Ghost. And it, yeah. it is eternal scripture. It is true. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. It tell, it's the condensed version of everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very interesting process how, how that works. But um, nevertheless, um, the Lord has, has led us to it and, and what a, a joy it, it has been to, um, to get those principles. Uh, you know, they say like lecture fifth was kind of one of the, one of the reasons or bullet points on the list for, for its removal. But I find that it doesn't conflict at all with anything that has been revealed yet. Um, it actually expounds and, and I guess, veils a, a significant truth about the Godhead that we need to uh, actually come to a knowledge of before we can um, start parting the veil and receiving our, our calling and election to actually know who he is. Um, and so anyway, I, I find that a interesting uh, 
<laughs> that that was one of the, the things that got it decanonized um, so that people didn't squabble. We're just going to take it out. But, yeah. yeah. So just posing the devil's advocate question, <laughs> if this were re-canonized uh, this next weekend with <laughs> general conference, do you think that it would be received well in the church? Or do you think that it would cause contentions and squabbles and um, and things after having read it and poured through it? I I kind of think it, it might be a, another winnowing tool of, of Satan to, you know, like, <laughs> well, if you, you can't do this, then it caused some people to lose their faith over things and for unknown reasons. Anyway, I think it it, it's just kind of prudent that it is kept the way that it is. Um, but anyway, I don't know if anybody else has thoughts on that. If it were to be recanonized, do you think it, it would go over well? I think for those people that are saying, I just want them to give me something bigger mm -hmm. that are, maybe it might help. I don't know. But like you say, it, it's, it's that double-edged sword. You don't know what it's going to do. Yeah depends on how they approach it and study it mm -hmm. don't you think people would want something new though to really uh, yeah. much attention they would pay to something I, do. I don't know but mm -hmm. i'm thinking they could easily ignore it or give a cursory read and go yeah 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 <laughs> yeah even just a couple of years ago i probably would have done the same thing you know just give it a cursory read and go oh that's cool they brought it back yeah Good. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's what the majority would do. It's interesting I, that she said it. we want something new, and is if we can't even live the basics of the, you know, the gospel or understand it. Mm -hmm. I found this quote by Neil A. Maxwell. Oh boy, is it a scathing quote! Oh you know. boy, <laughs> it came from one of his books, and it's like, oh my goodness. So it shows we just don't understand. I mean, our book club has really delved into all kinds of stuff and it's helped me understand, but we did, a, we did uh, a mighty change of heart today. Oh my goodness. What people understand or don't understand. And I was pretty vocal today. <laughs> I don't know if it sunk in at all, but I, I had the last comment about, you know, we have to be they were just saying, we just have to be forgiven of our sins, but we have to be redeemed of our sins and made, you know, totally clean. We have to be born again to be able to see God. I mean, we can't have any sin. And they were just like, oh, well, we just have to repent. And, and we just get, you know, I was like, okay, people don't understand. It's <laughs> like, okay. So, but they want new things, but they can't even understand the basics. So it's, yeah, so if they did re-bring them back, people, I think, would just kind of go, oh, they're old, they're nothing, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, unfortunately. We want something novel and new all the time. <laughs> and that's a winnowing in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I think what we have yeah, to remember yeah. is people are so busy, really, just to get through their day and the things that they have to do is a lot. People over schedule, people around me in my life over schedule their lives. And they think that, you know, 
they have children and their children have to be in sports and dance and this and that. And then they have laundry and they don't even have time to talk. I'm mean, going to have two friends at church. They don't even have time to talk. Like even at church, they're just because their kids are around them. And so I'm sure that the Lord is going to have grace for people that are, that are, I don't know what the word is, busy because they have children and they're trying their best <coughs> and maybe they're not putting them in every activity, but I don't know. I'm, I'm grateful for the time I'm able to carve out. And it's really not enough for me. <laughs> I know. I want 24-7 almost now. <laughs> I know. I, I never, I, exactly. I never, I never get bored. And I, and I really don't do anything else except, you know, my family. And um, study. I, I don't, I, I, I've even kind of given up my pottery because I'd rather, unless, you know, I have something I want to listen to. And I'll put it in and I'll do pottery and I'm doing, you know, I'm listening but I'd rather be studying or serving or mm -hmm. learning. And isn't that interesting how the Lord kind of helped catalyze that um, during 2020, help people slow down, kind of remove some of the, the rigmarole, but how <laughs> quickly we return to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so quickly, so quickly. And, and it just follows scripture, all is well in Zion and on your trip, go on your cruise, you know, while in Zion. Sign up for baseball league. I watched one of my girls from the drought of COVID just, I don't know, maybe go off the deep end is not, not the right way to explain it, but I don't know how else of, of being socially parched to just way overdoing it now and is oh. there need to be some big something that the Lord will place in her life to help her to because uh, it's just out of balance it was so out of balance with COVID now it's out of balance the other way it's just and yet she can't see it so I imagine there's a lot of other people out there that are experiencing the same thing no. One of my um, ladies I work for, she owns a, a counseling business and she has no openings. And she said her regular procedure was not to give her, her therapist more than, um, I think it was like 40% heavy caseloads. And they're, they're operating at 95% heavy caseloads. So, I mean, those are the people that are just not functioning right? Severe, yeah. Lots of severe divorces. And she says, it's just a mess. Um, and you just can't get an appointment with anybody. They're just awful. Yeah. I've heard on, on this end too. It's like, yikes. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's important to the Lord, it's important to the adversary. And, and we are really seeing how um, the adversary is working on, on everyone these days it's it's not just one demographic or anything it's every pocket of society has been affected by this and it is <laughs> it's kind of crazy isn't it and isn't it the tribulations that's supposed to turn hearts back mm -hmm. to God? and it's us people that yeah, know the Lord doesn't love to smite us down or make us go through hard things but sometimes that's the only way to <laughs> 
kind of put us in a timeout from from our <laughs> tantrums and uh, things that we've caused. And it's us to share our testimonies and to help them through, help them find them find God. And I have just kind of always felt that um, when I joined Facebook, I mean, a long time ago, I mean, like, like 14 years ago, I don't know. I was anti-social media. My son came home from EFY and he goes, look, mom. And I just ever since only share good. I never hang laundry on it ever. I just share and share. And people are going to remember that. They're going to remember, oh my gosh, you know, oh my gosh, that's where I need to, I need to know more. And they're going to know they can come and they can look at my page and they can find out where to go. And I believe that is why President Nelson has um, been inspired to emphasize the true name of the church mm -hmm. because the Lord is going to be touching hearts and they need to know where to look. And they're not going to, he's not going to touch hearts, hearts to Moroni or Mormon, or it's going to be to him. And mm -hmm. it, name isn't on his church how are people going to find it yeah exactly i love that so kind of um transitioning from the the decanonization to um just kind of opening it up for for testimonies on the lectures themselves or um how they've impacted you and and what you know <laughs> from um from faith and and how to exercise it in, uh, in new and exciting ways. Uh, anyway, um, I'll just start off with my own while while we're thinking and, and pondering on it. But I am so grateful for this time to have been dedicated and uh, studying this with with lots of uh, group input uh, over the past few weeks. They have really unlocked for me in exciting new ways that um, I, I didn't even know were possible. Like we, we studied Triumph of Zion. We studied um, uh, Isaiah Decoded and, and the Blessings of Abraham. And those things were all very preparatory for my um, understanding this time through. Uh, I know that the, the lectures are in inspired writing and that they are relevant for our day. I, I know that without a shadow of a doubt. And I know that uh, he led our, our small little group um, to those lectures at this time because it is a, a necessary um, endowment of, of sorts for us to fulfill our, our next uh, stages in life, our next missions. Uh, we've got some scary, bumpy roads ahead, and, and we're going to need this faith, uh, like, um, well, all the lectures, but uh, lecture sixth on the law of sacrifice, a, a religion that doesn't require the sacrifice of all things never has the, the faith necessary um, to, to do that. And so anyway, I, I love the prophet Joseph Smith so much, and, and all of our um, leaders today, uh, from studying uh, President Nelson's words, I know that they are inspired men called of God, and that by listening to their counsel and and following the patterns of all the scriptural past, whether it's ancient or um, contemporary or uh, restorational, that we can follow the same patterns and receive the same blessings as as they all have. Um, that testimony has been embedded in me. I, I can't forget it. I can't deny it anymore. 
you know, like sometimes you have kind of a plausible deniability, but, but this, I know that the pattern is the pattern and that faith pattern is, is huge and crucial and beautiful for the days ahead. So anyway, that's my testimony of, of the lectures. I just open it up for anybody else that wants to, to share if you feel so inclined. I'll be like a bishop. We'll close five minutes to the hour. <laughs> that reminded me of um, that's funny. Kevin and Lehi and a little child got up and bore his testimony, and then one of the brothers, and then it would just sat there for fifteen minutes. Nobody got up, and I've never seen that before, and I've never seen it since. But it just it had such an impact because the bishop got up and said, since. There hasn't been any more testimonies born. We will close the meeting and there will be no more Relief Society bearing or testimony bearing the Relief Society. And that was it. I mean, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and made me think if we don't utilize the opportunity, the time and the gifts that we have been given, they will be taken away, especially the temple, especially the temple. But I am, I am grateful for this opportunity to study the lectures on faith. And I know I know that we are going to need faith like we've never thought we need in the future. And I know that we have the examples. Um, and the one that always comes to mind, and I always share with other people, is the widow and Elijah. And how she didn't run out of oil and she didn't run out of flour. And I'm sure she did everything she could to prepare. I'm sure she was a good person. Um, and I need that faith. I need to, to be able to, to give up whatever it is that I'm asked to give up and just know that it's going to be okay. Manna came from, from heaven for the children of Israel and water came out of the rock and the Red Sea was parted and Noah got his family on the ark and everything that he needed and it rained for 40 days. And I just need to know that, that everything is gonna be okay. And I had an opportunity, I didn't share it all with you. I, I guess it's been, maybe it was before our group. I don't know, it was during COVID though. Um, I got really sick and I was in the hospital for three days and then I ended up with whatever that is that you get from antibiotics. I can't even remember what it's called anymore, C. diff. I was even sicker, but the thought occurred to me to place my hands on my abdomen and to go through the blessings at the veil and to focus on that. And I believe that was what pulled me through and, and cured me. Um, I did that in the hospital and I did that when I came home. And in the hospital, they said, oh, you have um, Crohn's. I'm sure you have Crohn's disease and I don't have anything. I'm fine. I don't take any medications. I'm very healthy. And I, I feel like I, I did when I was 30, but I don't feel like I'm almost 60. Um, and I, I just believe that that's a blessing from simple attendance and you know, doing, doing my best. 
and, I, and I'm grateful. But I know that hard times are coming, and I know that faith, faith in our Lord and Savior will pull us through. That he is there for us, and that he will, he will help us do all things. Thank you. I don't know about you guys, but I, my faith has really increased um, through the course of the, these classes. Um, got really sick two days ago and <clears throat> I'm up here in Utah now and there's no, no family no nobody here right now and um that was really that was hard and uh um I was praying and uh, some inspiration and one of the things was in this um, this uh, week's lesson it says in the um, I think is that the king bullet my my daylight is waning here um, that you have got to learn how to be gods yourself and yeah, it was King Paul's funeral. And um, and I just had the sweetest peace come over me. Um, Heavenly Father saying, I will teach you. And Christ saying, I will show you. And um, And I realized uh, my mind was brought. Sorry, this has, I'm not saying anything that has to do with that. Um, that um, in Mosiah, when King Benjamin is talking to his people about how. Um, it out and I don't know whether or not I can read it talked about it where um, remembering the greatness of God and our own nothingness and and I was taught last night that I have um, that I haven't really believed lectures on faith because I have had, I, I am more now, but I haven't, um, I'm sorry, my head is still so <laughs> mm -hmm. muddled. 
Um, but God is so good and so kind and yet it's sometimes hard to put our hand in his and trust him completely and um, that we can we can tend to um, at least I have in the past of um, making <clears throat> and I'm, I wish I could just <laughs> do a heart transfer that <laughs> um, I have, I have um, given other people power that they don't actually have power over me or um, we are all in nothing and um, in a good way <laughs> and uh, I unknowingly took God's or assigned less power and goodness and greatness that is God's and in believing that other people have people, institutions, all, all sorts of things, you name it, that they have greater power than maybe he does and that's not true and uh, I felt much better physically as once I recognized this and it was back to um, I will teach you uh, how to become gods yourself I think it has so much to do with faith. I think it has everything to do with faith and being willing to exercise it, to know what we're supposed to exercise and how we're supposed to exercise it. And he will teach us if we, if we turn to him and let him do that. And uh, grateful for every lecture. Um, I'm still a bit stymied on the, perfection one it's <laughs> okay I know that God is so good to us and And study these again now that I'm more familiar with them. I haven't read them, I've only read them one other time, and I didn't get out of it what I got out of it this time. And uh, I was in, I'm not a singer, it's my dream. My three youngest kids are singers, and so in order to get my youngest into choir, I'd join the choir. and she started coming with me and uh, it was a it was a horrendous experience and trying to learn and I can't I my voices can't do soprano and uh, and anyway long story short is for a year and a half I kept coming home every day saying Heavenly Father can I quit now 
can I quit? Can I quit? And he would say, no, go back one more week. And so I would. And um, I got to the point where I could sing the alto part, but it took me the, the entire weeks of learning. Uh, we, had a, we had a hard choir teacher. <laughs> anyway, she, um, so by the time the actual, when it was actually time to sing, I, I've been working so hard in getting everything right that the spirit of the song had not touched my soul. And then on the day that we sang for the ward, it was like um, such a moving experience for me. And then I couldn't sing it because I was being so moved by the experience. And so I think that that's how it is has been for me here I've been um I'm much more moved now now that it's over than I was during it so that's why I'm going to go back and do it again so I can <laughs> sometimes I'm just so shocked by the things that I read and learn that I don't um because I don't comprehend it in here. So anyway, thank you, Kevin and Darlene for doing this. I'm very grateful. You're most welcome. Yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting principle, isn't it? Uh, well, sometimes we can get so focused in the time and then when it finally hits us, it, it's, it's all just a, a rush at, at the end. And, I've been in, in very similar shoes where it, it's hard to even perform when it uh, the time comes because you finally get it and now going back yeah I, I love that principle there. <laughs> I don't know I, what did I say was my favorite lecture when we started? And and now if you had asked me what my favorite lecture, I don't even know anymore. I mean, lecture five is like one of my favorites, but I, I've grown to love them all in very different, uh, unique ways. Uh, they're all so fun. Well, I've been the same way. I. Um, but it, when we hit, uh, I love them all. I think you need all of them because they're stepping stones. <clears throat> but when we hit lecture sixth and and seven seventh, I started seeing a pattern that these are they're talking about levels on the ladder, and I. Uh, well, Joseph Smith and, and the others that wrote these, they 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 understood the latter. And I think I was at first I was thinking, you know, they must have studied Isaiah, you know, latter. But in thinking it through, Isaiah, he's uh, writing about the latter that he's seen when he had his panoramic vision. Um, Jacob seen the same thing. Uh, the 
the ladder to heaven and the angels going up and down and what they're doing on each level and everything. And, and I started seeing that same thing and realizing, well, it isn't really Isaiah's ladder. It's not really Jacob's ladder. It's God's ladder. And, um, and it started really hitting home what's what we're being learned there like on lecture six it's um started talking about sacrifices and how important sacrifices were and and then it's and i started realizing oh this is talking about the sun servant level and uh, and that brought out about um getting your calling and election made sure and parting the veil to see God and, and learning from um, God. When I say God, I, they're, they're one. And so it, it, sometimes it's Christ I'm referring to. Sometimes it's heavenly fathers. I'm, they're the same basically. And so when I say God, it's like um, kind of, the two of them together and and I started seeing um how important it was in the ministering and and um and helping others with the sacrifices that we do do and um and I couldn't help but as we're going through there picking out about the Davidic covenants that we make and the sacrifices that are required to do that. And uh, and then when we got to lecture seven, to me that was all about this seraph level and uh, the power of the words of faith and the, you know, when translated you have the convincing of the word and that's the power uh and i even had a study the other night where i was in mormon and he was talking about it was by his words and he's talking about jesus christ here his words that things were create everything was created and so forth and it popped into my mind i'm sure it was the holy ghost directing me and directed me to uh, John 1, 1, uh, 1 through 3 about J Jesus Christ it is the word. In the beginning, there was the word and about that. And then it started really like the power of that, of the word. The word is Jesus Christ. And uh, so when you're translated, you have the power you could substitute Christ's name in there for the word. You have the convincing of the word. You have the convincing of Jesus Christ with you. And it was, it talked about um, the ministering spirits, uh, them who shall be heirs to the salvation. And those heirs are the elect that are out there that the translated the 144,000 will be going out and ministering to them and of course they have to have the power of word they have to have power uh, to convince them they have to have power 
in order to uh, transport from one place to the other. And anyway, it just made so much sense to me about why we need faith and how faith comes through the power of the word. Um, anyway, I, I could talk all night on this because I love it so much, but I'll end there and just leave my testimony of this. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, if anyone else has a, a testimony they'd like to share, uh, feel free to butt in. But I just kind of in closing, I, I love this journey that, that we've been on and how how fruitful it has been. The, the fruits of faith are, are bountiful and, and present. And through our covenants, like uh, Laura was saying, through the, the temple, that, that we have the faith necessary for the days ahead and in our own lives and, and everything. It's just so beautiful. I, I love the restored gospel with all my heart. There, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where I would be without it and, and without the learning that, that comes. Uh, I've been inactive a few times in my life and where else is there joy and happiness like like this um, when when the Lord is is tutoring and and helping us along that even though <laughs> I am busier than snot and my life is is kind of crazy I I have joy and and that only comes through um, through faith in him and through the the miracles and, and and access that we have to him through our covenants it's just it's so fun it works the gospel works <laughs> yeah, it's amazing well as we we head on out is there any final comments final testimonies final anything that you want to share before we say adieu um any questions for our, our final things so we'll we'll meet again on october 5th after conference and um we'll probably discuss a, a lot of that during uh the final hour there from eight to nine but um yeah anyway <laughs> thank okay. you i can't wrap my head around the schedule because you said something that you changed it and then i never went back to look and see or finish reading that post or whatever you said did you change the calendar did you add uh, yeah. so the the one that i emailed out yesterday is the, the updated one so the the previous that had like all 12 months of next year on it uh just disregard that one because there's there's been quite a few changes to it um so for example uh, originally it was the third thursdays and we've moved that to be the third Tuesdays instead, uh, because the Hebrew classes are going to be on Thursdays. And so there's there's that change and, and a couple other things uh, tweaked here and there. Uh, like I forgot about Roots Tech and had to schedule that in, and so it kind of threw off uh, some of the schedule. But anyway, I'm just <laughs> every month I'm going to to send out uh, that month's study material and and everything and. So yeah, I, October didn't change that much, honestly. The only you, thing that changed was. Do you not have Sundays anymore? You just have Thursdays and Thursdays? Is that what you're saying? 
Uh -huh. Yeah, so there's um, the first Wednesdays, the second Sundays, the third Tuesdays, and the fourth Saturdays. So it's not going to be like a regular, I just don't have time to, to do a, a weekly book club with each of our groups as, as they currently are. And so that's the, the new schedule. Um, we're still having four book clubs a month, but they're kind of on our, our rotation so that uh, people can make it whenever they, they possibly can. I know that it's kind of a, a, a rough one <laughs> for, for some, but um, anyway, so those four different times, they're now going to be three hours long instead of just one hour long. And so that we can try to span uh, different time zones. Right. So each one of those days are different stuff that you're doing. They're not, they won't be the same like you were doing before each. Correct. Yeah. So um, the, the first one, that first Wednesday, uh, we're going to be doing one um, chapter of the uh, topical guide thing. The, the next one, which is the second Sunday, is going to be a totally different chapter. Um, so yeah, we're through all of next year, we will cover this whole book, the whole topical guide study. Um, but uh, if it's not on one of the nights that you can make it, you'll have to, to go back and, and watch the, the recording of it uh, in order to, to get all 59 of those entries. If that makes sense. And you're so good about posting and it's so organized. So it's not even a problem. Don't, I'm just, just trying to understand. Uh-huh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting schedule. We'll see if it works. <laughs> I was I'm watching open. the um, recording for the Seer Stones and I oh, had to wow. say, and I went to say something. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 it's recording, they're not gonna hear me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you all for all of your insights and testimonies and, and everything all along the way. It's been such a fun ride, hasn't it, so far? Uh, we've got new exciting challenges ahead of us and we'll find out what works. <laughs> so are you going to post that, uh, send in an email, that one that you posted at the beginning of the meeting? Um, the schedule. The, the schedule at the beginning, yes. So I sent that one out yesterday. So it should be in your oh, inbox. Okay. I'll, I'll send it out again. Um, but yeah, so it's just the month of October. Um, uh, it wouldn't be, if you have the version that has all 12 months, just throw that one away. It's just the, the one that's the month of October. But yeah, I, I, and I can print it off and, and run it over to you too, if you, I need to. Yeah. Well, anyway, have a, a great rest of your Sabbath. And, and if you are observing Yom Tepah, uh, it begins at, at sundown tonight and, and goes for the next couple of days. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll see y'all when we see you at Happy General Conference and all of that. <laughs> all right. Good night. Thanks.